You're a monster. Let's just start with worst picks. All right. Uh, that's, that's fine with me. I'm hot. Yeah, you are. Hot in the sense of he's mad. And my crap. worst picks are... Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How we doing? Not great. I <laughs> think you need to get over it a little bit by now. Yeah, I'm still in a bad mood. Still in a bad mood from the draft. But we get to talk a lot about the draft today, so we'll get into a little bit of that stuff later and why James is so sour. But And if you watched our episode, our live episode that we tried to to do for the first time yeah, it was a debacle <laughs> it was a little bit of a debacle <laughs> so if you want to go have some fun go back and check check that out but you'll also see then why james has been so frustrated um but real quick james if they wanted to follow us if they wanted to come ask us any questions or he just hang out with us whatever where could they find us at yeah twitter facebook at the tfl monsters youtube apple podcast anchor the fantasy monsters or the fantasy monsters podcast awesome and I know we got some fun news to jump into today, so let's go ahead and jump into what do we got in monster news this week? Uh, we'll start with like the big news that kind of dropped right before draft. It might have been draft day or the day before draft. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is not a happy guy. <laughs> I think they say, uh, you know, just yeah, yeah. And that makes this sense. definitely feels like the most serious that we've ever heard of this because yeah. I mean there have been these rumors for the past few years, but this seems pretty serious now. Yeah, I mean, I think when your GM, your coach, and your owner fly out to chat with you, you know, there's some serious stuff going on there, yeah. and it doesn't seem that it's helped at all. Well, there's been reports that he wants the GM gone. Yeah. That's his main concern, and there were other reports that I saw that in the off season, the Packers and the Rodgers kind of had an understanding of some sorts that they would be willing to let Aaron Rodgers pursue a trade, and mm-hmm. then they went back on that. And that also got him pretty mad. Yeah. Well, and then it came out too, I think right before the draft started that the 49ers, yeah, the 49ers approached him. Yeah. There yeah. And then teams. they still said no. And they were going to trade the, like the third overall pick. Aaron Rodgers had made it very clear. He has some teams that he's looking at um, outside the 49ers, which I don't think he can go to now, but he's got the Broncos and the Raiders are two teams that he's looking at right now. Yeah. Which one do you think would be a better fit? Broncos, you think so? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would. I would like the Broncos a lot I mean, better. Yeah, that defense just added Patrick Sertan. I mean, they got that defense is loaded. Mm-hmm. That offense has talent. Yeah, it's just missing a quarterback. It's been missing a quarterback for a few years though. It's had talent. Uh, yeah, like Noah Fant like and Judy, two Sutton. good Peyton Manning years. Yeah, besides that. So, yeah, I would love to see the Broncos take a swing and see what happens. But what's just out of curiosity, what what do you think your percentage of him actually getting traded is? Low. Low. Very low. Do you think he'll quit? Like 15%. No, I don't. You think he'll play? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't think he'll play. I think he'll sit out. Um, But we'll just kind of have to wait and see. This news will get heated up again in yep. the next few weeks. Yeah. Other news. Uh, Jarek McKinnon tied with the Chiefs, which is uh, somewhat interesting. It'll be him, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Daryl Williams hmm. in that running back group. Antonio Brown re-signed with Tampa Bay, one-year, $6.25 million deal. They have so many receivers, and they just added Jalen Darden yeah. in the draft, too. I mean, they have so many receivers on that team. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why they brought him, brought him back, but whatever. 
Yeah. And then uh, the last piece of news is this happened right before the draft. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater got traded to the Denver Broncos for a six-round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, again, they needed some, some quarterback help there. We'll get to it later, but I have a major problem with two teams. <laughs> how they've handled this pre-draft and draft situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, again, they needed to upgrade and they went and got Teddy. We'll see again. Will, you know, will Aaron Rodgers end up in Denver? We we really don't know. But uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our draft recap. You guys can find out why James is looks like this and why I look like this. It wasn't all bad, but uh <laughs> You you weren't overly happy, but again, uh when you look at a lot of well, this Why are you so happy? Cuz I don't care I don't care that much. Okay. You just got angry so quickly. Um take it way more serious than you should. But uh for me, I think a lot of this um wasn't fantasy it didn't help fantasy teams a lot. Like if you're in dynasty, there wasn't a lot of dynasty help. A lot of uh, people that got hurt by some of these picks, but they were good NFL picks. So you kind of have to weigh those options. They're not drafting for fantasy. They don't care about fantasy, but we did break this up into different segments. Um, we got favorite picks. We got our worst picks, best fits, worst fits, top rookie prospects. I'm assuming that's for our di- like for dynasty and, and incoming redraft leagues. And then, all the players that kind of got burned by some of these picks. Yep. So let's just start with worst picks. All right. Um, that's, that's fine with me. I'm hot. Yeah, you are. Hot in the sense of he's mad. And my draft. worst picks are picks that didn't happen. <laughs> they should have been the best picks. They ended up being the worst picks. Okay. So we all know Trey Lance ends up going three. Yep. Think it's dumb. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Where Justin Fields fell in this draft. I mean, I'm I'm on board now. I've I've sold myself. Justin Fields, let's go Bears. Yeah. I'm all aboard that train. Well, I I still won't buy a Bears jersey though. I I can't do it. Would you? Are you going to do the Bears jersey? We're both huge Justin Fields fans, but will you buy a Bears jersey? I don't know. <laughs> like that's where I'm stuck. Go ahead. But how this happened? I mean, I had brought this up back when the Sam Darnold trade happened. Why are you doing this trade right now? Why? Just have that as your backup plan. If the Panthers would have drafted Fields at eight or the Broncos at nine, I would feel a lot better right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Panthers one is the worst one. Honestly, I think they should have just still took him. Yeah. I th- what's what's really funny about, and this is what happens with the draft sometimes, you never know who you're going to get where you're picking. And I felt like Carolina gave up very quickly and just snagged Sam Darnold because they didn't think they were going to get a top-tier quarterback. Yeah. And Justin Fields did did fall ultimately to them. And then they're like, well, we... And they waited. They were like, dude, should we still take him? And then they ultimately didn't. And honestly, I do feel like that's the right decision. You don't you shouldn't have taken him. But I think they should have. I don't think they should have traded for Sam Darnold. Yeah. But again, they don't know. You don't you don't know how that stuff's gonna yeah, come out. Yeah, you don't know, but that's why I was saying like just have it like as your backup plan. Right. Um but yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And what's really funny is post draft now, come to find out that if the Bears didn't go up to get him. Apparently, Minnesota was all on board taking Justin Fields I did at fourteen. Not hear that? Yeah, so it's a long fall to Darnell <laughs> Mooney. I mean, not Darnell Mooney. To Kellen Mond. Yeah, Kellen Mond. <laughs> um, but uh, 
I thought that was very interesting. So that was, that was, that was cool. Okay. Give us one of your worst picks in the draft. Well, we actually kind of, I'll just start with, cause we just brought him up. Kellen Mond of Minnesota. I'm not a fan. Um, I don't know why, you know, yes, Kirk Cousins is aging. He's not that old, but he's not that old and he's not that bad to where you no. need to spend a third round or even again, Justin Fields going to Minnesota wouldn't have made sense, but you don't need to take this quarterback here. And Kellen Mond, I don't see being the future unless you give him two or three years to sit. You know, I mean, Cousins is going to be coming up as a free agent, I think, in the next year. So do, are you expecting Kellen Mond to take over? He's To me, he's not that prospect. No, he's not. No. He's just not. So I don't like the pick there. Side little tangent. How did Jamie Newman go undrafted? When guys yeah. like Sam Ellinger and Ian Book and Kellen Mond, mm-hmm. all these guys are getting drafted. I, I, I just find that laughable. Yeah. I, I think when, because we chatted, uh, chatted about that the other day, if he would have came back and played at Georgia this year, he would have, he wouldn't have gone undrafted yeah. next season. Um, but I think because he sat out. And, and if you don't know, he signed, he ended up signing right after the draft with the Eagles, which I honestly don't hate. Yeah. I think he, there is a, he has a chance there. That's, yeah. Could be. Yeah. I mean, you bring in some quarterback, quarterback competition. There's not yeah, high. So like he could easily be the backup there. Yeah. So, all right. Who you got next? Worst Me, picks. I mean, I, we've been bashing on this guy a lot, but it's probably Rondell Moore, mm. mid second round pick. When there were players like Terrace Marshall on the board, Josh Palmer, Diami Brown, I just I would have preferred all of them. And he went Arizona. to Arizona, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think, um, and and we've said that I feel like I've said this at least. Rondell Moore, I don't see being an amazing elite wide receiver. However. I do see him being very good on a team and special teams, so kickoff, punt returns, and as kind of a little wide receiver screen, little short slants, and you know, just kind of dump off passes to to him and let him run. The biggest issue that I have with that pick, and we didn't even really talk about it that much, but the dude played like seven games in the past two yeah. years because he can't stay healthy. So you're taking a huge swing here, Cliff thinking that this guy is going to be able to not, and some of these were very significant injuries. So we'll kind of see how that pans out. But yeah, I don't, I mean, a second grade on our second round on that is just very, very, very high for me. Yep. You're up next. Yep. Um, and actually mine's very similar to be honest, which is kind of funny. Uh, same division, same type of player. And I think both drafted in the same round, but I have two, two at will to the Rams. Okay. Because honestly, you could probably put Dwayne Eskridge in there too. Yeah, that they pick went, makes they, sense. They either. were three consecutive picks at the wide receiver position. Yeah, so Tutu Atwell, I think, is again, he's he's fun to what, watch. Why they, I just don't know why the Rams drafted two wide receivers in this draft. I don't care. Um, but uh, it doesn't make sense taking a second round pick on a shot on a guy that's what five nine one seven like seventy. Yeah. Like he's super tiny. You still have Van Jefferson from last year who wasn't bad. You, you lost Josh Reynolds in free agency, but I would rather have Van Jefferson in the slot than Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Unless you're draft and you're not drafting a second round pick to be just a kickoff and punt returner. No. So I don't know how they plan on utilizing him. Matthew Stafford's not really known to have a lot of these kind of gadget type players yeah. and being successful with them. So I don't know what the plan is there. So we'll see. I don't like the pick. I don't like it as a second round 
definitely maybe third take a shot on him but i'm not a, i'm not a fan of that pick at all to the rams okay i guess i'll try and wrap this one up here it's kind of hard but i mean it's probably javante going to denver like i love javante but i just i'm i'm a little baffled why they took that pick there I mean, I'm not, I'm not really against it. I mean, the thing for me, uh, he's actually not on my list for good or bad. I, cause I kind of felt like yeah. he was kind of in the middle for me. I'm trying um, to switch it up a little bit, get a running back in here. That's fine. Cause I'm bringing up a running back in a moment. Um, but Javante to me, you're getting ready to lose Melvin Gordon next year. So you're drafting him to be your, your, I future. mean, uh, yeah, that, hopefully. Yeah. Well, they're not going to resign him. There, there's no way they'll resign him. But uh, you're gonna, and he's gonna probably get a good fifty-fifty split this year. So I don't mind it, and I think they're trying to rebuild that offense a little bit. Oh, and again, man, if they bring in like an Aaron Rodgers or a quarterback that's just capable, even Teddy for this matter, I think it'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not overly worried about it. But they need to start getting back to running the ball because they were one of the worst running teams in football last year, in my opinion. Even though they had two thousand yard rushers on their team, and Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. So I'll go ahead and wrap this up on my side as we each picked uh, three people here. But uh, did we get some news? No. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was dynasty related or something. Cause we've been doing our dynasty mock, our mock draft. Yeah. Our it's rookie just draft. finishing up. Oh, is it awesome? So, the one that I, I'm not a fan of, and this is actually someone that you're trying to target, but I didn't like the Travis Etienne pick okay. to Jacksonville. And here's why. is It's not Travis Etienne, and it's not him going to Jacksonville per se, but it just kind of bums me out because James Robinson had a really good season last year. Yeah. He's the only thing that worked in Jacksonville. And to, to kind of all of a sudden then say, hey, I'm going to go take a first-round pick and take a running back because that was our weak spot. That was I was I was very surprised when I went back to back picks first round Najee then Travis Etienne I was I, yeah. I wasn't thinking we were really going to end up getting a first round running back and we well I didn't two. think either one of I don't get me wrong I and actually Javante liked Najee went third pick of the second round I just didn't think that any of these would have gone first round let alone even Najee yeah I, I mean there's imagine. there's definitely better landing spots for Etienne I'm just buying in on how efficient he'll be, the passing work, and mm-hmm. the connection with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think he'll be fine in Jacksonville. I'm not saying it's a bad fit. Because, I mean, it it's sad to say, me. but like in the NFL, like draft capital matters. James Robinson yeah. went undrafted. And, like, and again, had a those great things year. Ha- like, yeah, those players can succeed in the NFL. It's happened before. Yep. There yep. are other players like Philip Lindsay who came on really hot, but the team's just not committed to you. Yeah, and I don't understand why, because Philip Lindsay's another one. He was a thousand yard rushers two seasons in a row, and they brought in Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you know, and then here James Robinson, dude. If you guys play redraft, he was like hot commodity, like especially if you play Fab. But if you play Fab, I think what he got, he went for like fifty bucks. Yeah, in our league, I mean, he was it. Well, he you was got to get pick those guys early in the season when that. Those yeah, happen. man. I mean, he just took, and he really didn't slow down. He was great. I mean, it was a lot of volume. Yes, which was behind him, which he's not going to see now. But no, yeah. Nope. I mean, I understand the. Yeah, I mean, it was just both those guys, Etienne and Javante, could have definitely landed at better spots. Yeah, either one of them end up in Miami. Different story. Yeah, what's Miami <laughs> doing? What's Buffalo doing? And what are the Falcons doing? <laughs> well, I mean, considering I'm the Miles Gaskins owner, I wasn't too upset. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, Atlanta doesn't make sense. They didn't. They didn't really. Did they take a running back at all? No, I think they took a late they round running back. They signed one up. He went undrafted. He went undrafted. Um, and then yeah, I don't know what Buffalo's doing. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Maybe they're just happy with who they have. <laughs> but let's go to some favorite picks. This is the fun stuff. So, who's one of your favorite picks this in this draft? Um, we talking about just like yeah, I guess just landing spot. I guess. I well, mean, you've got favorite picks, and we got best fits. So, okay. So, just my favorite picks, I think, is a sneaky guy who I just ended up taking in our dynasty draft. Mm-hmm. Josh Palmer to the Chargers. Yeah. I think the Chargers did a great job in this draft, and I really like their pick of Josh Palmer there. Mike Williams last year on his deal, he could step up. That offense is emerging. They reinforce their offensive line. Herbert year two. I like Palmer. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, Josh Palmer really showed up in that Senior Bowl as well. So, um. I, yeah, I think it's a good pick. He was out of Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, not a great, not a great team this past year, but I think Josh Palmer could really kind of surprise some people because he kind of went late in the. He was like a third round. Yeah, he mid, third round. Third. Yep. Yeah, so he was a third round pick. Um, so a lot of wide receivers went off the board before him, but I think he can surprise some people with his uh, with his skill set, yep. especially with an up and coming quarterback like Justin Herbert. And you still have some elite wide receivers as far as um oh I just forgot his name. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, thank you. Because yeah, Mike Williams, I don't think they'll resign in the offseason. But uh one of my picks, um also a wide receiver, is Elijah Moore. I really like Elijah Moore going I to the I like Jets. that fit a lot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's also a really good fit. It's uh he's not on my best fits because I tried to make them all different, but I think for me, him going to the Jets with Zach Wilson, and they kind of just have that backyard football type mentality, and he can also play outside. He can play in the slot. Think about their number one wide receiver for the Jets last season was Jamison Crowder, and he was still the thirty seventh best wide receiver yeah, in he fantasy. Played like half the season. <laughs> so, so like to me, um, they need some elite. They brought in Corey I mean, Davis. Yeah, I mean the Jets just offensively have added a lot. Since yeah. last year. Zach Wilson, Michael Carter, you got Elijah Moore now. Yep. They brought in Corey Davis. Yeah. And again, uh, a, a new uh, head coach, yep. Zach Wilson. I mean, they were 2 and 14. They were the 31 or 31st best team in the league. Just not good on offense. Really not great on defense either. Oh, no. They were garbage. But I honestly, dude, I, I think the Jets' offense could look pretty good this season, pending. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot's going to depend on what kind of scheme they're going to bring in. But. I I I really like Elijah Moore, the skill set he brings in going to New York. And I think he really has the mental makeup to be a New York kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to be too much. Yeah. So, another one of my uh best we're doing best fits, right? Or just best picks. Uh favorite picks. Okay. Favorite picks. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, but. it kind of is. I guess if I had to add another one, I'll just probably end up stealing yours. Rashad Bateman to Baltimore. I love that fit. I love the player. I like where he went in the draft. I like everything about it. It was. I think he was one of the teams we mocked him to. It. I think it's just a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, I think they've been kind of trying to find a big-bodied wide receiver. They really didn't go off and do it in free agency. There was because some no there. one wants to come to them in free agency. Their right. stats aren't going to be the same. Right, but you can take some wide receivers and and you can you know in the, in the draft and, and make it work. Bateman 
one thing that you have to also know about Bateman is he can block pretty well for being a wide receiver, and he's going to have to do a lot of it in Baltimore. But he's a big-bodied guy that can also get down the field. I think Lamar Jackson now has two big targets, you know, outside of Mark Andrews that he can now throw to. So you have Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, and then you got Hollywood Brown that can just run down the center of the field and whatnot. Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace, late, late uh, pick for them too. I like that. Also, be very interesting. Um, but I think they added some really, really good uh, pieces there in Baltimore. And I and I drafted Rashad Bateman in, in our rookie draft because I freaking love that dude. Uh, next one, Brevin Jordan, Houston. Freaking love it, man. I don't know what took so long to get him off the board. I know, but, man. Let me, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Tenth tight end off the board. Yeah, and some of these guys were a joke. <laughs> but... Uh, like I, I, yeah, it sucks he's in Houston, but I don't think it's a, like it's a decent fit. He should be. He should. Well, like I'm not gonna say decent fit. I think it's a pretty good fit. It's considering a need. They need. Yeah, they, it's a really, really big need, and you know we got to have to figure out what their quarterbacks are gonna look like. We don't. We don't really know. Uh, um, don't you know? I don't know. They got your boy. Well, yeah, but they got Mills, but I'm, he's not gonna start. I'm just saying, like. Watson, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I have a feeling he's not going to play he's not playing. with all of the crap going on with him. And then Taylor, Tyrod Taylor then would start the season. Um, Davis Mills maybe could come on if Tyrod gets hurt because he is injury prone. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you really look at like their tight ends, I mean, Ryan Izzo, uh, Jordan Atkins, those were your, you know, those were your tight ends last year. And Jordan Atkins wasn't terrible. He was, he was a, a, you know, second tight end type mentality. He wasn't a first. He no. was, I think he was like 14th or 15th. But Brevin Jordan can come in and, and honestly, he could start. Yeah. Because he's, he's a receiving tight end. Offensively, yeah. He's, he's sure. offensive-minded, and he'll bowl some people over. And I also took a shot on this guy late in, late in our rookie draft. Um, but he, he can be sneaky, guys. I really do. He would be a huge dynasty pickup in, in a rookie draft this season. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know him. Yeah. A lot of people don't. We do. We do. But not a lot of people do. So I guess the last one is just Jamar Chase going to Cincy. Yeah. I think that's easy, but it's it's perfect. It really yeah. is. Yeah. There's not even a lot of talk about that. I mean, what else does he need to say? I mean, as far as what they should have done, they should have taken the tackle in my opinion. But, yeah. I mean, think about it. They... Shout out to the Lions. I thought they were going to ruin me there. I thought they were taking fields, uh, uh, but they took. Why, how did that just come into your head, though? Shout out to the Lions. <laughs> you were in a strange, strange mood today. Um, anyways, so back to what we were actually talking about. The Lions. The No, we were talking about the Bengals. I think the Bengals really needed to sure up that offensive line a little bit more, but I don't mind the chase pick. And honestly, man, like, dude, it's he's he should be balling this season. Yeah. So, uh, my last uh, favorite pick in this draft, uh, honestly, is is pretty simple. It's Jalen Waddle. Very similar reasons. Really? Yeah, I like him in Miami. Uh, him and Tua being able to come back together. I think with the added addition of Will Fuller, I think it really kind of opens the field up for Waddle's skill set a lot too. So. I think Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller. I mean, that's not a bad, it's not a little bad wide receiver core. 
for Tua to be able to to really kind of find out what he's going to do and if if he's going to be your future or not. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into some of the players that we feel like are the worst fits for who drafted them. There's kind of a good amount, but yeah. Go ahead and what, what's your, what's first on your list? I mean, we mentioned some of them last time, but honestly, I don't really know why the Giants drafted Kadarius Tony. I love Kadarius Tony. Love he was the fourth wide receiver off the board. Love he went first round. But the Giants drafting him, I don't. I still don't really know how to feel about that. I feel like uh, with them drafting Tony, it's it's more of a. I'm shocked they went after a wide receiver. I'm not really Especially shocked. First round. I'm not, I mean, think about it. They've not had good wide receivers. I mean, Sterling Shepard's been okay. Darius yeah. Slayton's been okay. You went out and got Kenny Galladay, who you love, who could be elite. And then Kadarius Tony, man, can also be elite. Yeah. Like he's got an elite skill yeah, set. His traits are great. So to me, they just completely upgraded their wide receiver core and basically told Daniel Jones, if you can't win with these guys, then you can't win at all. Yeah. So that's kind of my mentality towards that. So I wouldn't say it's a bad fit. I think the fit is good. I just think he could have gone to a better situation. Wait, didn't they? Aren't they the ones that traded with Chicago? Yep. Could have just Fields, New York. Yeah. Well, they. Trying to figure out Daniel Jones, man. Kick him to the curb. Dude sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's my dynasty quarterback. Dude sucks. <laughs> you drafted him? No. Oh. I actually forget how I got him. but Okay. Well, you're going to love this one. My, my worst fit, so keep in mind this is a fit-based, not a skill set-based, is Terrence Marshall, Carolina. Yeah, I get it. I do. Yep. I, I I see both sides of it. I really yep. do. Like I I get he's. I, I'm surprised how far he fell in the draft. He almost dropped out of the second round. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the Panthers. I mean, now their receiving core is legit. But I think the question is, do you see Terrace Marshall having that ability to be the dominant one in that offense? Well, I th- I think he could. But but even past that, which one's playing the slot? Yeah, I think I think that's the nice <laughs> so, thing. I think they all have a little bit of experience. In but both, Terrence especially Marshall DJ didn't... Moore. I mean, that's what he did last year. Yeah, in LSU. But... I will say, yeah, he's a better outside he's receiver. A... Yeah, and I also think DJ Moore is a better outside receiver. And Robbie Anderson's your deep threat to me. Well, all... not last year. Last year he was a dink and dunk kind of a guy. Nah, that's fair. But I just feel like all three of these guys are more known for playing on the outside. And I mean, they could move DJ Moore in. I just I don't know what the thought process is there. But I just think it's a very strange fit for Carolina to take. Now, I don't, again, I think he's great and I think he'll definitely elevate the offense. And to make the, the point, he could be a dominant number one with his skills. He ran a 4 3 9 and he's big. He's yep. a big dude. So he's got great hands. But it, it was just a really strange, it's a strange fit for me. Okay. Worst fit for me. One guy I'll put up there, um, Trey Lance. <laughs> Are you serious? I'll pick a different one. Yeah, that's not a bad fit. You just hate the pick. Yeah, I do. That's a difference. I do. The fit actually makes sense. Yeah, I feel like we're really hammering home wide receivers here, but I'll just... He was my only wide receiver. Oh, okay. So? Yeah, I mean, it really the Rams, like, drafting both their... Those, those were just really dumb picks. Mm-hmm. Worst fits, though. I mean, honestly, how do you feel about Devontae Smith in Philly? Do you think that's a good fit? I think it's a great fit. I do, too. 
Yeah, I have heard some people saying though that they don't like the. No, I think it's a great fit. I I've heard the same thing, and I don't know why. They really needed help. <laughs> so, if basically if they didn't take one of those three main guys, I would have been just yelling at their GMs and like they they all should have got fired. So taking Devonte Smith is or Devonta Smith is excellent. Yeah, so I guess I'll go Chubba Hubbard to the Panthers. I feel like they just kind of wasted their pick. I mean, it was a very late pick, so I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, mind it. Not as much. far as like what running back off the board he was. Eighth running back off the board. I just, I just don't know why they took that pick too. Well, I mean, they needed a backup. They lost Mike Davis. Yeah, you can find a backup anywhere. True. I think Chubba Hubbard and. I mean, it's just me. But I mean, you I, think he's ever going to play? Yeah, I think he'll get touches. Like three a game? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not going to be splitting anything. They still got Christian McCaffrey, but say, for instance, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. Chubba Hubbard, if you look at his 2019 tape, guys, like he was elite. Yeah, we know. He was special. But 2020. 2020 sucked, but keep in mind, he lost a lot of offensive uh, line guys that year, and that team just took a massive dip. Um, but I still think he's someone that I was targeting in our draft actually until he got sniped by JT. Really? Yeah. Okay. Took him a couple picks before me, but, uh, my next bad fit is obviously we can talk about Justin Fields. I don't think he's a great fit in Chicago just because quarterbacks never succeed in Chicago. We'll bypass that. I think that. the uh, coaching staff's a bad fit in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Justin Fields is great. I just, you know, I really wish he would have ended up somewhere better. Um, I'm not a, I'm, and let me know how you feel, but I am not a fan of Pat Fryermuth in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That, that didn't make sense to I me. I think they could have looked offensive line for that pick. I just, I'm just not the biggest Pat Fryermuth fan in the first place. Yeah. Neither am I, but I just think that you, you had other needs than taking a running back and a tight end with your first two picks. You needed offensive line guys. So to me, yeah. Looking at their first four rounds, they went running back, tight end, center, offensive tackle. Yeah. If they would have gone offensive tackle, center, running back, tight end, we probably would be having a different discussion right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> or at least look to the future with like like look at like Kyle Trask, Davis Mills, Jamie Newman, guys like that. Like, yeah, I'm For surprised they didn't pick up a quarterback. Yeah, I'm very surprised they didn't grab a quarterback either because Ben is not going to be playing next year. Yep. So uh, we still don't know what their future is. It is not Mason Rudolph. It isn't. Who's also Joshua Dobbs still there? Uh, I don't think so. They okay. actually just re-signed Mason Rudolph or are working to re-sign Mason Rudolph right now. Really? Yep. Why? I don't know. It's just not good. Anyways, so I just again Pat Fryermuth, he he's kind of um an offensive minded tight end. He can block, which is fine. I just feel like I would have rather have taken an offensive line guy at that second pick and really moved down and taken some of these later tight ends. You know, that would also just be as good as Pat. Yeah. Last one, I'll hit another running back. And it's, again, I love the player. And I think the potential of this spot is high, but it's Trey Sermon to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And not only did they draft Trey Sermon, they drafted Elijah Mitchell later in the sixth round. Yep. Just very late. Yep. But they're that kind of team that'll probably use them. <laughs> like, I they mean, they have everybody. so many running backs on that team. I mean, I yep. just drafted Trey Sermon in our rookie draft like mid to early second round. And I, I really like the player. I think the team has a lot of potential and that's why I ended up taking him. But it is like nerve wracking. 
I feel like it's going to be very nerve wracking. Yeah, I mean, the chances of him starting this season is extremely slim, in my opinion. But just listen to these running backs that they have on their team right now. So they have, and, and these are guys that just played either last year or got signed or were drafted. Okay, so they've got Raheem Mostert, they've got Jeff William Wilson Jr., they've got Wayne Gallman, who they signed in yeah, the, the offseason, to Michael Hasty, who he'll be gone. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And then they've got Eliza Mitchell, Trey Sermon, and some other dudes we really don't care about because they're never going to see the field. And Austin Walter and Josh Holkit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have eight running backs on their team right now. And they still have Kyle Juszczyk yeah. as their fullback. So I just don't know. But the problem is, too, like last year, man, what? They have like four running backs get hurt. Yeah, they they have an injury problem. So we'll kind of just have to wait and see. I think if Trey Sermon can stay healthy and everybody else gets hurt, then, hey, there you go. Because yeah. whoever is going to be starting is going to be successful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sure. matter who it is. So, I mean, it could be a really good fit or could be really bad pending on if he never sees the field. All right. You kind of did your best fits already. Did you? Yeah, we've kind of mixed them in a little bit. There, yeah. I have a couple more, though. Yeah, okay, because I've, I've got a couple I wanted to jump to. And, and one off the board, again, these are fits, good fits for players. I'm not going to necessarily say that I'm a massive fan of a lot of these players. Um but one of them is Amon Ross St. Brown to Detroit. Really? You like that? Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I like their free agent signing after the draft better. Who'd they sign? They signed um, Sagerot. I always forget his name. From, oh, from Wake yeah, Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah, actually, him and uh, Jamie Newman used to have some good times. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, no, I, I don't mind it, and here's why. Is, is he going to blow you away? Heck no. He's really not. But what he is, is extremely consistent. He's a really good route runner. He's got great hands. And honestly, he reminds me a lot of his protege from USC, Michael Pittman. So to me, it's it's not a bad fit. They really needed wide receiver help really badly. So I feel like Amon Ross St. Brown uh, coming in. I think he was like a fourth round pick or something. Third or fourth. I can't remember. But I think it's a great fit for him in, in Detroit. I think he was pretty late. Yeah, he was later than I really thought he was going to yeah, get. Yeah, early fourth. Early fourth. Okay, thanks. Yeah, the wide receivers that were kind of getting drafted throughout the place were kind of it was kind of a wild scene at some points. Yeah. Well, there were some people getting drafted earlier than I thought. Way earlier. And then a lot of people I thought that would go early were going really late. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into uh I guess we'll just start with my wide receiver right here. Yeah. Diami Brown. I really do like this. He's guy. on my list too, so. And really I didn't put this together until it happened, but he's essentially just a tiny bit slower Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Went around the same place in the draft. Like, it, I think it's an easy comp, but I kind of like it. Like, yeah. I think these two guys opposite of each other is terrifying. So, here's what I don't think people realize. He easily can come in and be the number two. Yeah. Because Curtis Samuel's going to the slot. He's not playing outside. I hope Fitz just chucks that ball, man. And oh, man. with Fitz magic down in Washington... All he does is just chuck the ball. He could have five or six touchdowns that game or throw five or six interceptions. Yeah. We don't know. But for fantasy purposes, we like that. Yeah. And they still have Logan Thomas. They really didn't address the tight end position in the draft. No. They still went and got a lot of defensive they also, pieces. like one of the last picks of the draft, they uh, got Dax Milne from BYU. 
Yeah, I know you wanted him to go to the Jets. Yeah. Um, but they got a lot of defense. Oh, they did. They, sorry, they they drafted John Bates, but he's a blocker, so I don't really care. Um, out of Boise, but th- still, they they did a lot of defensive piece, pieces, and then they did uh the offensive tackle from Texas, which they needed offensive line help. Yeah. But this team, man, this team could be very sneaky, and I'm telling you, a third round pick for Taimi uh, Brown, dude, he he has the possibility of being golden in Washington. Yeah. I love it. He's actually on my list too. Um actually that's yeah, that's my whole list. So Okay. I'll add one. Yeah, this is a ahead. very late guy, but I like the landing spot. I like the player. I don't I mean he's not like he's not gonna blow you away, but I I like the scenario that happened. Larry Roundtree getting drafted to the Chargers. Oh, yeah. I like a lot. You you've been kinda yeah, you've been talking about him a little bit. The Chargers, I mean, they have Austin Eckler. We all know that. He'll be the starter. He is injury prone, but also mm-hmm. when he is a starter, he is mixed in with another running back. Mm-hmm. Joshua Kelly, who they drafted last year, was not impressive. No. Justin Jackson is getting up there. He's not as efficient as he used to be. I think there's a chance Larry Roundtree could easily settle into this number two position in the Chargers. Well, keep in mind, too. Um, yeah, dude, I can't believe. Also drafted him. How old is Justin Jackson? I didn't think he was that old. Yeah, he just came out in 2018. So he's not like that old. Yeah, he's not that old. Then. But, what, he's 25. I mean, he's ending his rookie contract. But, but yeah. Anyways, so they're not like San Francisco. They only have one, two, three, four, four. five running backs on their team. That's it. Yeah, there are expanded rosters right now. Yeah, I mean, this Bradwell guy is probably not going to make it. But But Larry, the only problem that I have with Larry is he needs to work on his passing game. He's not really known as a big pass catcher. Yeah. But if he gets that squared away, which he easily can do for the Chargers, I like his skill set as far as his running between the tackles game better than almost anybody else on that team. Yeah. He's a he's a big powerful dude. So yeah. he he could sneak up there on you. And he was drafted what? In the 6th? Yeah, mid 6th. <laughs> so and he's out of Mizzou, which we're not really known for putting out a uh, Running backs, per se. But. Pretty much anything. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our top rookie prospects for this year. So these are going to be guys that we think that one target, either redraft, will and we'll specify, but probably they'll be good for both, but really in this dynasty. More dynasty yeah. It's more dynasty-based. But, again, you can utilize these guys in redraft. It'll just be kind of different as far as where a you're drafting them. A handful of them, for sure. Yeah. So who do you got number one for you? Best player. I, I, I didn't really drafts. Yeah, I didn't really put best to worst type mentality. I just put three guys that you should really target in the draft. If I had the 101 pick, I had the 102 pick, ended up getting this guy. I think it has to be Najee just because, but I also feel like I, this might be like what happened last year. Like we just assume the guy that's coming into the straight into the starting position, like Clyde Edwards Alaire last year, he went ahead of guys like Jonathan Taylor who came into a uh, situation where there were other running backs, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, I think Clyde is probably second on that list, but I think he's a clear second on that list. Mm-hmm. I do think there is that possibility. Say Javante takes over um, Melvin Gordon in Denver. I, th- I do think next year Javante's outlook is a lot better. So if you're willing to sacrifice that, you can look at him, Travis Etienne, but I, I think Najee needs to be the one-on-one pick on drafts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I do like Najee. I do like him. Yeah, 
And the opportunity in Pittsburgh isn't really bad. I mean, they were one of the Especially worst. Especially if he teams. can get that passing work. Yes. Yes. If he can get some passing work, uh, he's capable. He'll be, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. And he can definitely take it. I mean, dude, he scored three, three touchdown, uh, receiving touchdowns in the national championship game. So he can easily get the passing work. But, uh, he was also my number one guy. I'm sure we have very similars. So we can also kind of do some, um, some leader picks that you should definitely target too. But, um, my other guy that I really like is Kyle Pitts. If you need tight end help, he went one on one. He went one on one in our draft. Um, guy traded up pretty far to get him. He moved from seven, seven or eight. All yeah, he was seven. I think he took jumps to get there, but mm-hmm. he got there. He went from seven to four, and then he went from four to one. Yeah, but still, it was highly impressive. But again, he, here's the thing: if you need a tight end, because there's not a lot of them. Now, he will not probably produce that much this year. Keep that in mind. They just tight ends don't. But he will be amazing for you in the future. And this is Dynasty, so we're talking multiple years here. So I wouldn't mind taking him at 101, 102. And if he slips or happens to slip to 103, you definitely have to take him at 103. Yeah. And redraft, he's not going to be taken. In my opinion, I'm not going to be drafting him that early. Like, I'll, probably, I'll probably be hands off just because I imagine the hype train is going to yeah. get going. He's going to end up being like a fifth, sixth round pick, something yeah. around there. And that's well, so and this is a this is someone that I was hearing people kind of like, who would you rather have? You know, uh, and it made me kind of definitely made me think. But would you rather take Kyle Pitts or T.J. Hawkinson coming into this this season? Probably go T.J. Same, to be honest. Yeah, but now talent wise. Oh gosh, Kyle Pitts yeah. is way better. <laughs> yeah. But again, TJ Hawkinson coming in, he doesn't have a lot of receivers there. Jared Goff likes his rece- uh, his tight ends, so he'll throw. TJ Hawkinson's been very, very consistent. And again, tight ends and rookie deals just don't always like are their first year they don't always perform well. So but that's that. He, again, you gotta you gotta take him though, and he's gonna go early. Yep. So yeah, if I was still on the clock picking three and those two went Najee, then Kyle Pitts. The guy I would be looking at would be Etienne. Mm. At three. That's fair. All right, we brought it up earlier. I'm like I'm fine with just he might not be touching the ball twenty times a game. I don't think that's realistic. But if you get him up around fifteen, how efficient he is using him in the passing game. And I do think the connection with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne, I think that was a strategic move by the Jacksonville. Yeah. I th- I mean, let's be honest. What's your favorite one of your favorite pieces in the offense for a young rookie quarterback, having a young or just a talented guy running he just back. played three years with and, him. Yeah, and someone he knows. They'll probably be bunking together for crying out loud. That was the NFL. They FYI, I saw a report. DJ Charks added 10 pounds and got faster. Hey, there we Dude go. got faster. <laughs> they are one of the more intriguing teams I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing, though, this coming season. Yeah. <laughs> just just being honest. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think... I think Travis Etienne, man, like I think that's a really tough call between him and Javante, but I I would lean Etienne a little bit. Yeah, I mean Javante would probably end up going next. Um, yeah, that's the real concern. Where do you take the first wide receiver if you don't count Pitts a wide receiver? I'd probably take him at four. Yeah, and I'd be taking Jamar Chase. I would be taking Chase two after Chase, top wide receiver on your board. Devontae Smith. Thank you. I like Devontae Smith in Philly a lot better than I like Waddle in Miami. 
Yeah, uh, fantasy wise, um, even NFL wise. Eh, I don't know. Jalen Waddle, I think, is going to be fine every way. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I just like Devontae Smith better. That's fine. I I still think Waddle will. Def- you know, what, dude. Let's let's talk. We'll talk later about this, but we should do a bet between those two because I'm curious. Because if you seem very against Jalen Waddle, no, I think I they'll be more I even. I don't. I, I think don't. they'll be more even than one just kind of flying away than the other. Well, you have to think about targets, other players in the offense. Devontae Smith's got no one to compete with. I mean, Dallas Goddard. Okay. I'm just saying. Should I bring up the list for Jalen Waddle, who he's going to be competing with? Sure. You got Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, mm-hmm. Mike Isecki. They brought in Hunter Long, another tight end. Gaskin, who catches the ball. He's got a lot more. Okay, that's fair. I get it. It's Dallas Goddard and Travis Fulgham. Is Devontae Smith's competition. I mean, you could throw Jalen Rager in there, but... He still hasn't produced. Anything, yeah. Yeah. He had, like, one real good catch last year. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, first quarterback, where are you taking him off the board? Trevor we, Lawrence, I'm assuming. Yeah, but that's should not we bring what happened, up what happened in our That's dynasty? not what happened in our dynasty league, guys. It made me so happy. It um, really did. I don't know if I'd do it. Like, if I said if he landed in San Francisco, 100%, if, Sam, I would do Yes. This. Chicago, it's a little bit different, but I love the ball she had. Oh, man. She took Fields before the pick. She yeah. took Justin Fields and then Trevor Lawrence with the next pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to like just if it works out, congratulations. But, you know, at least she had the cojones to do it. You know, like, my goodness. I can't believe it. But Justin Fields actually went off the board at nine in the first round. And then Trevor Lawrence went at 10. And. That shouldn't have happened, <laughs> to say the least. I'm definitely going to take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields right now in fantasy just because of Trevor Lawrence is definitely starting day yeah, one. Yeah, especially when Trey Lance, because as far as fantasy-wise goes, Trey Lance, when he is going to start, is going to be good. Yes. It's going to be fantasy relevant. Yes. And Zach Wilson, they both went third round. Yep. Like third, first pick and fourth pick of the third rounds. Yeah. I was a little surprised the gap between all of them. Yeah, I don't really take a rookie quarterback, and in, in just my opinion, um, prior to the second round, though, I yeah. just I just don't. It's I feel like there's so many other pieces that you can take a rookie quarterback. You're not going to need now if you're playing a super flex league or you're playing a two quarterback league, yeah, whatever. It's very different. It's very very, very different. different. Um, we don't currently play that, even though I want to go back to it because Carlos wanted to complain about it the whole time. Um, but I want to go back to playing a two quarterback league, uh, and then that changes. The, the mentality a lot more, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Let's go ahead and jump over though, to some of the players that really got hurt by this draft or just certain picks that came um, to, you know, yeah. Just, I, didn't, I didn't think about this one too much beforehand, but just thinking about it now, probably Marquise Brown. He might be irrelevant going forward at points for the Baltimore Ravens. Bring in Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace. They already use a lot of two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. I think he got hurt real bad. Yeah, I didn't really think about that actually either. He's not on my list, but it does make sense. I don't think he's really hurt by Bateman. I think he's hurt by Tylen Wallace. Well, I though. think it's both. Well, I mean, Bateman's going to come in and be the number one. You're right. They do a lot of two tight end sets. They might have to change that. We'll just kind of have to wait and see how they plan on rolling, but... Marquise Brown is not a number one. He's a slot guy, oh, no, and he can't slot. even really be a number two. He's a number three. 
and I again I feel like he's get to, he gets burned more by by Tylen Wallace than he's he does. a better Henry Ruggs if you get what I'm saying. He's a Henry Ruggs that actually has like route running ability and mm-hmm. good hands and everything like that. He's more than just a very fast player, right? But he is a limited player. Yeah, he can't go across the middle. In my opinion. Okay, how about you? First one, obviously, James Robinson. Um, yep. he, he really get burned, and especially if you spend a lot of ca- uh, capital on trying to get him either this offseason um, prior to the draft or last year if you're playing fab, you know, and you spend a hefty amount trying to bring him in, he really got hurt. And I think Urban Meyer already came out and said that Travis Etienne is going to be their third down back. Yeah, I've heard those reports. I've heard other reports. I think the consensus, though, is that James Robinson will still be utilized. It's I hear just, sixty forty is what I'm thinking. Yeah, so I, it'll be around there. Sixty forty to ETN, but yeah, and you also yeah, there's the factor that ETN could just set the world on fire. Yeah, because he can do that. Yeah, and Urban Meyer, I mean, he could just run whoever's got the hot hand mentality, and I hate that. I hate it so much. Um, so, in my opinion, I'm kind of trying to stay away. If you, I mean, if if you were able to get rid of him beforehand, great. But he might be somebody that I might be looking to trade right now. Yeah. Other things that caused havoc for some players, I, I do think the Jamar Chase signing in Cincinnati is going to have some like reverberations. I think T. Higgins takes a big dip, and I think mm-hmm. Boyd. Say, yeah. who do you think takes the bigger hit, Boyd or Higgins? Because last year when they were both playing, they were pretty even. I think. I think. Um, I mean, Boyd is the slot guy. No, so. I think um, T. Higgins takes the bigger hit, in my opinion, because I feel like they're the same type of kind of player. Maybe I mean I do think Jamar Chase is better, but T Higgins they're both outside um, kind of guys and and Boyd would play the slot, but it's really funny because I actually traded T Higgins earlier this offseason before the draft yeah. in anticipation for this happening, and I didn't really get much in return, but I had a feeling T Higgins was not going to have a great season this year. We'll just kind of have to wait and see because the chemistry art is already there with him and Chase. And Chase is going to be able to dominate and be if he can as long as he gets open. I mean, Burroughs is going to give him the ball, so I don't see Higgins having a stellar season this year. Yeah. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But I actually traded on purpose because I felt like that was going to happen, and luckily it did. And I got some players and some picks back. So yeah, I'll bring up two running backs here. One I think is Melvin Gordon. I think the real concern is what is that split going to look like. I don't really care about Melvin Gordon. I'm more. I would be more worried about Javante Williams not getting enough touches. I well, really I think care. that's gonna go both ways. Yeah, I think you're gonna be wanting more out of both players this year. Yeah, and the other one is I'm throwing Miles Sanders. I've this past year, I've just I'm kind of out on Miles Sanders. I just don't think it. I just don't think he has it. And I think the signing of Kenneth Gainwell is gonna affect him. I like Kenneth Gainwell. He went late, early fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. But I think that team could utilize him. Memphis, right? Yeah, he came out yeah, of Memphis. Memphis. I mean, yeah, he could be lining up in the slot at wide yeah. receiver and everything like that. And they're both not like prototypical between the tackle runners. But I do think that Kenneth he's, Gainwell is more versatile than Miles. He's Sanders. a way better pass catcher, in my opinion, oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting pick. And I feel like, and I don't know if if you heard this too, because it's kind of on the DL, and we really don't care too much. But they also signed Jordan Howard back. Yeah, they did. So, fantasy relevance? Not it's really. Yeah. It's not really. But again, it's still like, look, they're not a hundred percent comfortable with Miles Sanders being the guy. 
is all it comes down to. Well, he just hasn't proven he can do it. Well, and he can't stay healthy. Exactly. So, uh, I got two more on my list. One, Hayden Hurst, obviously, with Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. Hayden Hurst wasn't a bad tight end last year. He Was he great? No. But this was the first time he had the opportunity to be the number one tight end. He's no longer the number one I tight think end. he was pretty bad. I mean, I had him... I had him on my team last year, and I still think he finished in the top 10, dude. If I'm not mistaken. Let me pull it up real fast. Yeah, anyone who had Hayden Hurst last year is agreeing with me. Probably. Didn't you have Hayden Hurst last year? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't overly upset with Hayden Hurst last year. No, this can't be right. What am I looking at here? That's not it. I'm looking at these stinking position grades. Yeah, this really is, screws uh, me up. Oh man. Anyways, I had him and I streamed him a couple of weeks, and he definitely he definitely got me points when I needed it. So I wasn't overly upset. But again, tight ends in general last year were not like, oh my god, th- these are the best positions ever. So I mean, if you come out with a uh, ten points and as a uh, from a tight end, you were happy as you know what. So yep. Um, the other one that I had is all of San Francisco's running backs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because who knows? I have Raheem Mostert. I'm very nervous now because I don't know. Are they going to run Trey Sermon? Are they going to, you know, are they going to bring, I mean, even Eliza Mitchell, who was a sixth round draft pick is concerning because he fits Kyle Shanahan's offense. I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah. So I just, anybody that's a San Francisco, if you have a San Francisco running back, it almost might be worth trying to get rid of him right now. Yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen with them. The only re- like the other reason like I'm betting a little bit on Sermon is just like when have they taken a running back that high last? Like, right, that was they, like they, they don't, don't put draft capital into a running back, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's also why I'm concerned. Yeah, um, let's get to winners because I know who was the biggest winner of the draft. Oh, guess? okay, the biggest winner of the draft. Well, unfortunately, I I don't think you're gonna like it but there's a there's a few teams that i think did really well player oh player of the draft yeah who benefited the most from the draft we just had oh man go ahead and tell me i don't i actually didn't do any it's Allen robinson this dude finally has a quarterback okay yeah so you're just talking in general terms cool yeah yeah no Allen robinson um yeah he's gonna be really happy there's other guys like mike davis has to be uh very happy right now I think Miles Gaskins is pretty happy that yeah. you know Miami didn't take a running back, so he still has a job. Um, trying to. I mean, think. were there any other like big team that like just totally whipped? Totally did like did bad. I mean, we all know the Raiders screwed well, yeah, up their didn't draft. Do what we yeah, expected. Yeah, the Raiders they never do what we expect the Raiders to do. Well, no. We expect the Raiders to do something stupid every year in the first round. They didn't round draft they, a wide receiver, though, which kind of has me shocked. I'm amazed they didn't draft a wide receiver. Um, I wasn't overly fond of the Green Bay Packers draft. Or outside of Brevin Jordan in Texas, the Houston Texan draft wasn't great either. The Colts draft was up and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams I didn't feel like did really great. They were kind of very yeah. C-average mentality, but you know, I really thought like the the Colts for me, I thought they were going to bring in another wide receiver. They went defense, defense, tight end. 
And I'm just kind of like, okay. And then they even brought in Sam Ellinger as a backup. Like, I mean, that even was weird to me. He is so bad. So, How did he get drafted? I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't. But do you have a team, though, that you felt like just aced this? Like, this was... I did like the Chargers draft. Everything they did. And the Bears just for getting fields. I think yeah. that was just the steal of the draft. Yeah. I mean, to, yeah, the, the Bears for me, though... I'm, I mean, I would almost give them a straight freaking A plus. I mean, they, they, they took Justin Fields. They went two o- uh, offensive tackles. They really needed to shore up that offensive line. Yep. And then also sneaky player that we haven't talked about. Daz Newsom. Well, Daz Newsom as well, but Khalil Herbert in the sixth round too. What happened? I, man? I don't know. What but, happened? But out of out of Vita, he was man, about to go like, undrafted. Yeah, Khalil Herbert, if you watch some film, man, he is not a bad wide receiver. No, bad I thought he would have been back. like a fourth-round pick at the latest. That's what I was like, thinking as I well. Mean, like Ramondre Stevenson, Chubber Hubbard going ahead of him, mm-hmm. Heaney, like. Yeah, I was a little shocked. But just watch out because I, I he's a very, very powerful runner. Yeah. So he easily could take some touches away as well. Um, we'll see if he makes the team. I mean, not a lot of draft capital in the sixth round, but. I, I think they did a really good job, unfortunately, not being the Bears and actually drafting really well this year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anything else we want to bring up? No. Okay. Well, that was our draft recap. Let us know some of the players and some of the teams that you really liked this past draft or some of the players that you thought, oh, man, really wish they would have gone somewhere else. Uh, you know, we, we love to hear from you guys each week. So, uh, James, real quick, if they wanted to get in touch with us, touch with us where could they get in touch with us at yeah twitter facebook at the tfl monsters we got youtube apple podcast and anchor the fancy monsters or the fancy monsters podcast beautiful so uh give us a ring shoot us a message whatever we'd love to again chat with you but thanks again for listening to another week of the fantasy monsters with caleb and james and we'll catch you next week have a good one Creeping in the dark, waiting for you